0: Hello, and welcome to Genesee Valley Church's online podcast. At GVC, our mission is simple. It's to love God, love people, and love life. This year, we want to reach further into the glory and the presence of our God and experience Him like we never have before. This year is going to be different. Can you feel it? I know you will be blessed by the message and the word that God has for you today. Here we go.
1: Amen. Happy Mother's Day. Happy
2: Mother's Day.
1: Yeah. It's not a small task being a mom, you know. Yeah. It's a big task.
2: (laughs) It's a big task. Yes. You know, it seems like us guys, uh, I I was just thinking of this yesterday because uh, I think that the the roles of a man versus the roles of a mom are, are just different because different yes I mean because like yesterday I'm out cutting grass weed whacking I'm out there for hours you know trying to make everything look good and you know I'm coming in kind of feeling good about myself you know like well yeah you know I did my thing did my share and you know but you know sitting on a riding lawnmower is a whole lot less stressful and hectic than being mom every day and so yeah, it's a, it's a different role, praise God. But thank God for moms. And, and uh, you know, I love, you know, just the, the interviews that they had with the kids. You know, they ask, what, what's special about mom? Or how do you describe mom? And it's like, oh, <laughs> how, do, yeah, how do you describe mom? And, and isn't that difficult? I mean, because, again, it's not just a parent that happens to be the, the, the woman I mean, the the job description and the definition of mom is so broad and so deep and so wide. And uh, it just, man, without moms, where would we be? And so uh, we're going to take the time just to celebrate moms this morning and to share some things with you. Uh, And hopefully uh, this will help us, whether you're a, a mom that has children at home right now, whether you're one that's getting ready to let them go or. Uh, again, different seasons in your life, or maybe you're a mom that, you know, your kids are long gone, or even like she said, a, a grandparent, hopefully this message will help in some respect. I know last year uh, I was ministering on Father's Day, and we had a staff member that was with us at that time, and, and he said, uh, I could see his face, his face was real kind of heavy after the service, and I said, what's going on, man? And he says, well, I just expected this to be one of those kind of like Woohoo! Father's Day celebrated. He said, but man, you made me think. He said, man, you gave me some stuff that I just really had to chew on. And he said, this was a different Father's Day service than what I expected. And so my point in saying that is, is that I hope that what we share with you today is not just kind of the fluffy message, but it's something that will actually minister to you because we want the heart of God to be shared in it, to be impactful in your life. And one of the things that's really strong in my heart or as we were talking about preparing is that moms would find some kind of healing today. And one of the things that I've realized, or just talking with moms, or just you know having been around moms, I think moms tend to carry a lot of baggage of just the jobs in which they are either doing or have done. But my question is, is how many of you ever had, now again, this isn't just for moms, this is anybody in here, how many of you had a perfect mom? You had a perfect mom, a couple of perfect moms, okay. Well, when I say perfect, I mean perfect in every way. And, and obviously we know that there is no perfect moms, or you didn't have perfect moms. Now uh, It's
1: okay if you think that.
2: That's okay, yes. It's all good. But now you're going to get in trouble when you get home. I know she's going to say... <laughs> You hold me to that standard boy. (laughs) But again, none of us had perfect moms and moms, if you're here today and if you're going to acknowledge the reality and the truth, the fact of the matter is that no mom in this room is perfect. But how many of you know that God never called you to be perfect? He just asked you to do the best job that you could do. And the reality is, is that when you became a mom, sometimes being a mom was a surprise to you. Like, oh, oh, I'm going to be a mom. Or maybe it was a planned thing. You know, hey, we're ready to have children and we're trying. And so, yeah, we found out we're pregnant and I'm going to be a mom. But when that baby comes out, you know, there isn't something that is just downloaded on the inside of you. where it's like, hey, I know exactly how to be a mom now.
1: There's no handbook.
2: Yeah, there's no handbook. They don't give it <laughs> a to bit you. Again. You know, they, they might tell you a couple of things, you know, here, this is what you can do. But you don't get the book at the hospital to say, here's how to be the perfect mom. And so once again, just to relieve you from just some of the things that you might carry that you don't have to be, nor did God ever expect you to be perfect. And so therefore, I believe that moms have an opportunity of just having some unrealistic expectations and burdens that they place on themselves and i've also seen it that that burden that they put on themselves not only during the time that they're raising their kids but it overlaps into their child's adulthood that there is this unrealistic burden expectation or baggage that moms can carry But once again, God never uh, expected you to be perfect. He just wanted you to be your best.
1: And so how are you going to be your best Mm -hmm. in this life? So today we're talking about restoration. And we're going to be talking about healing. And so we just believe moms need a lot of restoration. You go through life on the ups and downs through the years with your children marriage job life so you're juggling so many things and you're making the best decision you know how to but there's somebody that can help you do it all and that is the help of the holy spirit and i'm so thankful for the holy spirit and so many avenues when i didn't know what to do it was like can you help me because i don't know what to do in this moment and there's a scripture over in john chapter 14 verse 16 it says and I will ask the Father, and He will give you another helper, helper a comforter, an advocate, an intercessor, a counselor, mm-hmm. a strengthener, a standby to be with you forever. Amen. Moms, He's with us forever. Yeah. And so at any moment, at any time of the day, you have somebody standing with you. That's mm-hmm. good news. Right.
2: It, 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 when you look at the different things of what it says that He is... The person of the Holy Spirit. Notice that it says he is a helper. How many moms have said, if I could just get some help. But he is the helper. He says that he is the comforter. We've got a new mom here in the church. And so they're just kind of going through some growing pains with their little baby right now. And just trying to kind of get the baby to be a little bit more independent. And and, and she has said, I just need some comfort. (laughs) I need you to just be quiet and go to sleep right and so obviously I need some help. yeah you're <laughs> looking for the, but how many of you know that the holy spirit can bring comfort in the time of distress he's your advocate in other words he's going to battle for you it says he's your intercessor how many of you know that god himself is praying for you mom You might feel like, I don't know how to, but it even says that the Holy Spirit himself is praying for you for help. It says that he is your counselor. Come on. How many have us uh, parents, moms, have you said, I don't know what to do? Or you you think, gosh, I wish I just had somebody to talk to. You know, here's something. And again, I I probably get in trouble in saying this, but this is one of those things that just kind of, uh, I find it interesting as you see the generations changing. Uh, I feel like my wife and I were of the older generation and then the newer generation comes in and it seems like they need help for everything. I mean, I see young moms come home from the hospital now and it's just like, well, mommy, are you going to come and stay with me for two weeks and help me take care of this baby? You know, and it's like they're expecting all this help or, or they're wanting somebody to do it for them or give them some reprieve. And I'm thinking, well, dear God, how did we survive? I mean, we just came home and we, we just did. did it, you know, it's just like, yeah, they're crying. Well, what do you do? You, well, you feed them or, you know, you just answer. And so in that, even with new moms in this time and this hour, the Bible says that he is your counselor. So in other words, he will help you. Now, there's nothing wrong with asking for outside counsel or calling mom in the middle of the night. I'm not saying anything's wrong with that. I'm just saying the Holy Spirit will counsel you. And then it says that he is your strengthener. Come on, how many of you have ever just said, Kelgon, take me away? He is your strengthener. And he (laughs) says that he is with you and will be that forever. So he is not just saying, well, you know what? You blew it, you messed up, or you didn't ask me when you should have. And so therefore, you're just on your own. No, he says he's with you forever. And so if I can just admonish you, moms, whether you have children at home right now, whether your children have grown and, and are out of the house. Notice what it says that God is to you. He is the comforter. He brings comfort. If you're feeling hurt. If you're reliving and having baggage of your, your, your child rearing years. If you're still to this day beating yourself up, hurting over something that happened, or saying, I wish I could have, should have, I want you to hear something this morning and write it down, mark it, draw it on your mirror in the bathroom, that that is not from God. The devil is the accuser of the brethren. That's right. The devil is the one that brings condemnation And so if you think that, man, I am just so hurt, I need healing for my past because of all the stuff. I want you to hear today that those feelings that you've had is just the torment of the enemy and it needs to stop today. Because you can't do anything about the past. The past is the past. And therefore, that means all you can do is tend to today and prepare for the future. So you need to make the choice today that I will not entertain the lies of the enemy any longer. And you might say, "Well, those things that I'm hearing is the truth." But it don't matter whether it's the truth; it's the truth of the past. But there is a new truth for today, yes. and that yes. means that you've got to reject the, the the accusations, the the accuser that's coming and saying, "Well, you look at what's going on." Listen, I want you to know that Jesus is the healer, the comforter, the strengthener, and so I. I want you to leave this place today saying today's a new day and I'm not going to live the past any longer. I'm going to give my permission, myself permission to be free and to go forth having joy from this moment on. Amen. Amen. Look at what it says here in first Peter chapter five. It says, after you had suffered for a little while, the God of all grace who imparts his blessing and favor. Who called you to his own eternal glory in Christ will himself complete, confirm, strengthen and establish you and make you what you ought to be. I love that. (laughs) So first of all, I want you to hear this moms. You didn't just stumble into being a mom. And even if you said it was a mistake of how it happened, you still did not stumble into being a mom. Because the principles of being a mom are the same all the time of how it came about. That was ordained by God. And so therefore, that means if you're a mom, it happened on purpose because of the course of events. And therefore, that means that God has called you to an eternal purpose. And moms is a ministry ordained by God. Amen. And then notice what it says here. He says that he will complete you. How many times whether the loss of a mom or just maybe you as a mom have gone through the mully grubs because of the woulda coulda shoot us. He says that he would complete you. I, I was thinking as we were preparing this, I was thinking of, of Maggie, uh, Maggie. She has shared her story with us. And so forgive me, I didn't ask for permission. But she had said that when she was just a little girl, she lost her mom. And she said, man, I was mad. I was mad at God like, God, why did I have to lose my mom? But, you know, the true reality of that is, is that she didn't lose her mom. Her mom just changed addresses. Well, you know, my mom lives in a different address than what I do, but my mom is still praying for me. My mom is still loving me, even though her address has changed. Or it's different than mine, rather. And so it says that being complete. So in other words, the complete process of what a mom is, she's still fulfilling that role as mom in heaven. She's praying for her daughter, praying for her son-in-law, praying for her grandkids. Why? Because she's in heaven still fulfilling the eternal call. Is that helping somebody here? Then it goes on to say here that he will confirm you, strengthen you, establish you and make you what you ought to be. And so, moms, give yourself a break. (laughs) Give yourself permission to say, I've messed up. I've asked for forgiveness. Now, it's under the blood. It's forgiven and it's forgotten. Moving forward. Amen? Amen. So, with that being said, uh, my wife, she's got quite the story. And God has been doing such an amazing restoration and a healing process and her family. And so I just thought it'd be fitting for her just to share just some things that God has, has done over the years and what he's doing now.
1: Yeah. So I'm just going to start like way back yonder, 30 years ago, because then you can, it makes sense of right now today. But um, just growing up, my, hus- my, my husband, my mom had us, you know, at church in the word. We had memorized scripture and mm-hmm. um, me and my uh middle sister my oldest sister is 12 years older than me so she was always kind of like a mom and uh so when she was off going and doing her thing i fought with my middle sister we're we're actually the sisters that you know fought and did all the sister stuff (laughs) together but um just through the years uh as we grew up then my sister my oldest sister had met somebody from uh lebanon and so we've talked about my brother-in-law he's an awesome man and love solid to death but um, my mom wasn't too eager for her to marry someone way over from yonder you know from the scary place and so she was not for it was against it and uh, that's where it kind of started and it just kind of kept festering kept festering and then but all through the years my parents got divorced when I was eight years old and so there was a lot of years that my uh, parents got divorced, and there's a lot of stuff in the past, and my mom held on to the pain of that marriage. Mm -hmm. Us kids are just kind of in the middle of it all. But my mom held on to the hurt, the pain, and it became bitterness, and it became anger, frustration. And instead of, you know, I thought just this morning, instead of a mom uh, going and getting help when you need help, So many times, we're scared to get help. Well, you know, that's the people that got big problems. (laughs) That's not me. (laughs) And pride can set in, and we don't even really realize it. Getting help is very healthy, (laughs) Mm -hmm. and it can save your children, save your home. But my mom just kept it all inside and didn't go to anybody for help, didn't have friends. And so you can imagine, it just kept getting worse and worse and worse. And so, almost to where my mom is just kind of mental. It's only all she talks about, and it became just her conversation. And so, uh, I'm not gonna get into that, but you can kind of see where my mom was. And so, through that, through the marriage, um, my sister just came to the conclusion, like, you know what, I just, I want you out of my life. And so, my, my oldest sister was not having any relationship with my mom, completely out. So, my sister has small babies, small kids, and now my mom is not in their life Mm -hmm. and my mom they don't know they know my mom is their grandma but they don't know her Mm -hmm. they just know the things that their mom did to her Mm -hmm. if that makes sense and then my middle sister uh followed suit uh just through how my mom would act and just different things and i i understand it's kind of crazy but they were just like you know what i don't want this in my life and so it was just like you know what i'm just not going to talk to you anymore i don't want you in my life and so, well,
2: to kind of explain, or I guess uh, to explain that kind of helps as well. Uh, her mom was, was a church going woman and had her kids in church. Uh, her older sister went to Bible college, and so there were some things that was kind of just an expectation. Well, then, uh, again, long story short, through the course of events, her oldest, older sister was getting married to a Muslim man. Now, as a Christian person, even though the man could be a good man, loves your daughter. As a Christian person, you just instinctively wouldn't want your daughter to marry a Muslim man. So that's where the conflict began to really happen. And again, if you, if you're not, if you don't understand, obviously, a Muslim man isn't worshiping our God. You know, they don't know God. And so there's that brokenness in the home. So as a mom, she was genuinely concerned about that, but obviously with a daughter that was in love, didn't wanna hear that. And so again, that was really uh, the straw that broke the camel's back in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah, and so uh, 30 years have gone by and I'm the only one that has had contact with my mom. And the only one, my kids know her, you know, Obviously, we're in Michigan, but I'm the only one. And my sisters would always tell me, well, you'll come to it one day. There will come a day that you'll do the same thing. And I thought, no, no, that day will not happen. And so I just decided I was just going to stay right in my heart, even though there might be some really bad days and I don't understand some things, I'm still going to, I'm the daughter, and I'm still going to reach out my hand to my mother. And so 30 years have gone by, actually over 30 years. That's a long time, Mm -hmm. 30 years. No contact whatsoever, nothing. And then this year came, (laughs) or last year. It started in 2020. Um, We went to visit my mom and I could tell there's some things going on with her health. And uh, that was in February. Then in October, my mom lives by herself. She fell in her house and uh, some of you know the story. So she's in Oklahoma, I'm in Michigan, but she went to the hospital, so I get the call. Your mom fell, she's in the hospital, she's very disoriented, doesn't know really a whole lot of anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay. And so I waited a few weeks just to see you know, how she was gonna come around and then I went to see her. And uh, some of you know, I had to. she could not go back living on her own, she had to go into a nursing home. So there's a lot of work and having power of attorney, it's a lot of work. <laughs> like another kid but as we're there in the hospital with my mom and i know she has to go to a nursing home now and as the day came you know i'm with her and we're going to the nursing home and it's a big change in life and i asked the lord lord how do i even pray what do i pray and i just got this overwhelming sense that she would be at peace she would have peace because all these years Mm -hmm. she has not had peace she has not she's had two daughters that don't have anything to do with her very broken family Mm -hmm. and uh so i just began to pray we would pray together and i uh would see god's hand moving just the nursing home that she got into is a very good one and i began to see god's hand moving and the biggest way that, my, that God has given my mom peace is that her two daughters, that had nothing to do with their mom, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, it's nothing that I said, although I was praying, <laughs> mm-hmm. all of a sudden are a part of her life. And if you were around, I was there, um, my oldest sister uh, said, Kelly, Uh, whatever you need me to do, um, I'll do and I'll help. I'm like, well, thank you. And then my middle sister came in to visit one time and she was like, hey, are you going to see mom? She's like, well, can I go with you? I'm like, well, yeah. And I'm telling them like, you know what, when you go visit her, now make sure, you know, you're not gonna say anything that's gonna stir anything up. And they're like, okay, (laughs) we won't, we won't. But it is amazing when I'm on the phone and I hear about the visit on the phone or the visit that they came to see me and the day I'll never forget this day when my middle sister came in with me uh, to go see my mom my mom did not know that her name was Courtney was coming to see her and so when I showed up my they brought my mom out in the wheelchair and uh, she kept looking at the person that's with me and I said mom she said well who's with you and I said mom do you not know who that is and she said I'm not sure and uh, she said she kind of looks familiar but and I said well this is Courtney and she's like Courtney and I mean her smile was so big and her countenance brightened up and it was the best I mean that was like a gift to me because in those moments I am seeing the restoration that only God can do nobody worked this up but in a moment's time God restored a relationship, and he is giving my mom the peace that I could have never given her on my own. And so it's been an awesome story of restoring. Just as the scripture says, he'll complete, he confirms, he strengthens, he'll establish you. My mom is going on 80 now. (laughs) All these years, she had turmoil in her life. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, in one moment, her life has changed. And you say, well, yeah, but she's in a nursing home. She's in there because of health reasons, but she's doing really well. She is comfortable. She's being taken care of. But the best thing is she has all three of her daughters with her, and she's at peace. Amen.
2: Yeah, you know, you heard in regards to her mom when the process began, or again, just over the years, there was a series of hurts that began, and it became the conversation. And as a result, that conversation became a wedge of the things of the past. And so, as I said to you in regards to God wanting to restore or mend some things in your own personal life, There might have been some distance that has been between you and a child, and maybe it's because of the rehearsal of the hurt or the offense that has taken place. Now, you may not have verbalized it, but obviously, if it's something that you rehearse in your own mind or your own heart, it is something that is in the room with you, right? And and hopefully you understand the illustration. I mean, you can come in, too. In fact, I'll share the the example of her and I. Again, uh, it's just kind (laughs) of off the the subject, but it it goes to show the point. Uh, We have some friends that are unsaved friends. He was one of my best friends in high school. And so we've stayed in contact over the years. And so every once in a while, we'll purpose to do dinner with him. And so uh, this was a few years back. We invited them over to have dinner at our house. And so they got there. And as they got there, well, she and I, we've been kind of like gnawing at each other before they got there. Because either, you know, she's expecting me to do something or I'm expecting her to do something. You know, it's just the tension in the room. And so they get there to our house. Now, we are put the smiles on. And we're going through the motions. And then all of my, a sudden, my friend, he started laughing. He said, oh, my gosh. He said, this brings such joy to my heart. And I said, what's that? He said, because we always thought you had the perfect marriage. But he says, we can feel it. He said, (laughs) and something's going on. And and we just kind of laughed like, well, you know, it's just kind of like the pressure (laughs) or the tension. So my point is this, is that you may have never rehearsed the hurt or brought it up to the child or just the family members. But if you keep rehearsing the conversation or the hurt, You carry that with you and it will build a bridge or begin to push away those individuals that you really love. And so, again, God wants you to contend or deal with that hurt in your heart. Maybe it's some bitterness. Maybe it's uh, something that was done or something that was said. You can't change what was done or what was said. But what you can purpose to do is forgive and choose to forget and to move on.
1: Yeah, because the pain that my mom had was great. But that pain carried into Mm -hmm. her relationships with her children, friends, those around her. And so, yeah, we just want to pass it off and put it under the rug and just go about our business. But that thing comes back out Mm -hmm. (laughs) from underneath that rug, and it shows up. And it's because we just don't take care of it.
2: Sure. And, and so just the prayers that we've prayed, she has been faithful, as she said, to now allow herself to get into offense. She has kept her heart right and said, God, I'm just going to honor my mom. But the biggest thing that honored her mom was the fact that she had a heart to see her mom experience peace. God, how can I help mom? And so it took over 30 years. Now, again, I'm saying this for the sake of maybe encouraging some of you. Maybe you're saying it's been a long time. It's been a number of years. And I don't know that it can ever be fixed, that it can ever be healed, that it can ever be something that, it, that, it, that, it, that you desire it to be. But over the course of 30 years, God is restoring a family. And to see this woman, her mother, there was a time when she first went into the hospital that it looked like she was going. And so to see God love her as his daughter, to say, you know what? Before your time is to come home, I'm going to give you and restore joy. In fact, let me share this scripture with you. What is it? Psalms 51 verse 12. He says, I, uh, to restore the joy of my salvation. Come on. The, the greatest gift that we can experience is have restoration of family and the joy that comes along with that and so i just want you to be encouraged that it might take some time but god's not done working allow god to continue to minister and heal your heart and watch god heal the relationship
1: yeah this is so good restoration and so even if you would say well that's not really me but maybe there's something just within yourself Maybe you look at your life and, you know, as moms, we can like look through our life, kind of like the pictures of life. Uh, We look at our children. I've heard him say, you see the value of yourself or the value you place on yourself is the way you view or you view your children for that value. Mm -hmm. Because we're raising kids, right? And so what they do, what they don't do, how they do it, how they don't do it. If they're serving God, if they're not. But God can restore even those things. And so we we have a lot of parents that, you know, they weren't living for God uh, when their kids were young. But then they find God, like, later in life. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, dear Lord, look at my kids. <laughs> but God is the restorer. Yes. And in a moment's time, he can show up. Yeah. We have seen that time and time again in our own church where we're praying for somebody or the husband or the wife, the kids, the parents. They're praying for this one or that one, and we're trying, hey, you know, trying to get them to turn. In a moment's time, they'll come to church and get in the presence of God, and God just showed up. Mm-hmm. God just made a turn. Yeah. Or I got, you know, over here and was talking to so-and-so, and somehow the light bulb came on. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not just somehow the light bulb came on. It's God that's showing up in your yeah. home, Amen. showing up in your life, but we just have to believe that God will do it. And God loves you that much. And so when I think of a mom, it seems like there's so many seasons Mm -hmm. of parenthood. Yeah. You think just, and kids alone, there's all kinds of seasons. And I can't parent my 14-year-old going on 15 like she's 5 anymore. (laughs) And so when, and I can't parent her when she's 20 like she's 15. Yeah. So there's seasons in our life. And we have to carry those seasons, and we have to change in those seasons. We can't stay back over here and think that it's going to work for this season. And so many times, God, you as a woman, as a mother called of God, you have a call to your children. You're raising ministers. Mm -hmm. And you may not look at it like that, but I do. You may say, Well, my kid's not gonna go on the fivefold ministry, but they're a minister. They're a leader. When they grow up, they're gonna have kids of their own. But I found this scripture and I thought this is so fitting for moms. It's over in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2. It says, preach the word as an official messenger. We preach the word to our kids. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, we'll just start. Mm-hmm. Give them a scripture. Be ready when the time is right. And even when it is not, keep your sense of urgency, whether the opportunity seems favorable or unfavorable, whether convenient or inconvenient. (laughs) There are seasons that are convenient and seasons that are inconvenient. You got to stick with it. Whether welcome or unwelcome, correct bad behavior. That's what we do Mm -hmm. as moms, warn those in sin, we warn our kids when we see the road ahead that they're getting ready to take. No, that's not, not a good road for you. Exhort them. Encourage those who are growing towards spiritual maturity with inexhaustible patience and faithful teaching. Inexhaustible patience. When I think of motherhood, <laughs> there's moments where you just want to quit mm-hmm. because you're just exhausted because of all the tasks of the day. But patience keeps you going. Love keeps you going. Yeah. The Holy Spirit's help keeps you in the fight for your kids. And so don't ever quit. If you're whatever season you're in, stick with it. Amen. That's good. Because there's restoration yes. and there's healing. God is overflowing with it. Amen. And so at any moment, it's going to show up. They're going to show up at your door. Amen. saying hi mom
2: amen that's good have you got anything out of this this morning amen why don't we stand together amen as you were talking about having patience and, and preaching to your kids I'm thinking of my own mom I gave my mom plenty of opportunities to have patience and I can remember sitting at the Sitting at the kitchen table because of some of the behavior. And she's like, if you don't straighten it up, you're going to go to hell. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. So I got preached at, you know. But again, you... She you, was keeping you, you out yeah, of hell. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, instructing me on doing the right thing. Amen. So thank God for good moms. You know, the reality is, you know, I say this in terms of feeling the pressure of being a mom. Again, like I said, I gave my my mom uh, plenty of opportunities to have patience but one of the things that she endeavored to do was to train up her children in the ways of the Lord and again just speaking for my own mom I mean she could sit and say you know I wish I could have should have and all the regrets and whatever but here I stand today being a father being a husband being in ministry and I could have done a whole lot of things but Because mom invested in me as a son, sharing the word of God. I am who I am. Same thing with her. She was in a home where mom says, we're going to memorize and follow God and learn the word of God. And so here she is beside me. And so if I can just say this one last thing. You might be here this morning and you say, but you know what? Not all my kids turned out just so. And there's some regrets and some hurts in regards to how this one went and that one went. As she shared with you, she was in the same home with the same mom. And two of her sisters decided not to serve God. But she did. The same environment. You know, there was a mom that you're familiar with. It's the very first mom. She made some mistakes. Speaking of Eve. Made some big mistakes. You and I are still paying for it. We're going to have a conversation with her when we get up there. <laughs> but she made some mistakes, right? But she obviously got her heart right and began to lead her life in the right way. How do we know that? Because we have record of two of her sons. One's name was Abel. And the Bible says that Abel worshipped God and brought a sacrifice That was pleasing to God. How did he know to do that? Because of mom. Even though mom made a mistake. That son started to serve God. Because of the examples. But you know there was another brother that was in the same household. Getting the same instruction. And he became the first murderer. And so I want you to hear this mom's. You're not responsible for the actions of your kids. And if you're carrying the weight of it, let it go. Because you did your job. And once a a child leaves the home, they have every opportunity to make right or wrong decisions. And you can't change that. All you can do is do your best in the moments you had. And then beyond that, pray. Amen. Let's pray. Let us pray over you this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus. I pray for every mom that is in this place. And every father and husband that supports that mom. Even the single moms. Those that are watching and listening online. We pray for the special, precious gift of mom. For you have equipped them. Anointed them. Called them into this eternal ministry. And therefore, God, I thank you that through all the right and wrong turns and decisions, you will bring about that which needs to be. And so I thank you that those that are hurting, those that have had hurts, that you are restoring and healing and bringing about health and wholeness in the midst of that mom's heart and in the relationship of her children. And we give you all the praise in Jesus' wonderful name. And everyone said, amen. Amen. Amen.
0: Well, that's it. Do you feel the glory? Do you feel the filling? I know you do. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast and come back next week for God to move on your behalf again. Want to know more? Check us out online and our social media, all from our website, gvchurch.tv. We are Genesee Valley Church, loving God, loving people, and loving life.